And then we made people swim, first of all, in a big water dam, like a one kilometer long water body, open water swimming. Then people had to run through some forest trails. And then the third thing is that we made them actually, this was not suitable for road biking, actually. We made them mountain bike, mountain bike. fields and, uh, and trails in, uh, behind the villages. Welcome to the very first episode of uh, the video interviews that I'm going to be conducting for Triathlon Made Easy. And thanks, thanks a lot, Peter, for really agreeing to, to join the channel and being the first person that I'm going to interview. And okay. I've known Peter since 2016, because that's when I did my first half iron distance triathlon in Chennai, which was organized by him. And for those okay. of you who don't know who Peter is, let's, uh, I think Peter, uh, this is a great time where you can introduce yourself. So over to you. Yeah. So tell us about Thanks yourself. Yeah. Pleasure to be here, by the way. So yeah, my name is Peter. So although I don't look very Indian or South Indian, <laughs> I've been here for the last 20, 22 years. I came on a flight from Belgium in 98, basically for work purposes, uh, set up a small software office in Chennai. As uh, in those days, I mean, 97, 98, it was very difficult to find uh, engineers, IT engineers in Europe. So, I mean, that was just say, the official reason and the work part. But uh, the real thing that uh, I fell in love with in India is um, immediately the raw, untouched nature. So I started uh, initially exploring the whole of South India, including even the Himalayas in 2000 onwards, uh, using my Enfield bike, which uh, later was replaced by then a mountain bike. And then eventually I started running uh, long distances. Uh, so in India has a lot of uh, like untouched uh, natural virgin beauty that uh, was really, I mean, um, was, was really amazing to explore um, different types of ways. Um, so were you, were you an outdoors person before you came to India or were you were you doing a lot of trekking and hiking and running in Belgium uh, as well? Yeah, so to some extent, so my parents actually exposed me at very young age to the mountains. They took me on the summer holidays to the Swiss Alps, uh, that was just once a year. Uh, we went to the mountains. I, I come from Belgium, uh, the northern part, Flanders, which is pretty flat. I mean, the pretty highest flat, hill we yes. have is 300 meter high, which is uh, not even uh, cannot even be named a mountain. But then I grew up on like a, on the outskirts of a small town, like very green, like on a kind of a farm where we used to swim in the lakes in the neighborhood with my neighbors who were of similar age. We used to play soccer. I used to climb in trees. Used to dig tunnels under the ground. So I was always exposed uh, directly to nature and I was also very active. Uh, so that's, um, I mean, that exposure at very young age made a big impression on me. Then later on, uh, we used to run through the countryside, not like formal running events, but just me and the neighborhood kids, three kilometers, try to see how who can go as fast as possible. Uh, but this was always in a pretty kind of a developed environment, like uh, Europe, Belgium has a lot of cities, roads, you don't have virgin 
mountains or forests there, like in South India, best thing, you have the countryside with a lot of farmlands. So when I came right. to India in 1998, I, I mean, I was in for a surprise because here you had these huge unexplored mountain ranges with a lot of jungles and forests, uh, which were perfect say, uh, grounds for me to kind of start exploring and uh, do really wilderness treks where in, in Europe Correct. you more go for guided city tours. Here it was really uh, raw exploration of, of the wilderness. Yes, and there's a, yes. there's a big wild side to India, which yeah. probably it's not, you can't find it back in Belgium. So, yeah. no, this is a question Europe, I Please, please continue. Uh, yeah. So, this is a question I always had that. Uh, it took somebody from Belgium to come all the way here and start an outdoor community. So, how how did you start the community, and how how like how was the response, and who were the first few people who came together and formed the Chennai Trekking Club? Right? Can you tell us more about it, and what are the difficulties that you faced while starting something like this? Sure, Abhishek. I mean, that's quite an interesting question. I mean, especially looking back after so many years. Uh, so initially, I think, as I said, I used to explore a lot solo on my bike. Um, that was the initial kind of 10 years in India, I would say, to the 98 to uh, almost till 2006-07. 2006-07, I was working in a company called Scientific Atlanta, a US company who had taken over the Belgium company who sent me here. We were growing a little bit, more young people came and then we started kind of exploring a bit uh, as hikers, uh, not bikers anymore, but as hikers, doing small treks. Uh, this of course was to more touristic spots like Tala waterfalls or like uh, Jinji Fort or uh, say, you have the Shaklespur railway track. Which what what year was this? <laughs> Excuse me? What, what year was this? This was like 97, I would say. So then we had some like 10, 15 youngsters in the organization that we used to go out, not frequently, like say every couple, every month we used to go for a trek here and there. But then something interesting happened, which I would face then for the next 10 years after that. The fact is that people who are pretty active in outdoors or sports with you uh, between college and marriage then used to disappear completely once they get married. Then you will never see them again. And they would have come with you for like one or two years every weekend. But uh, even in Chennai Trekking Club, we used to have like a big organizing team, guys who used to be with me in the forest for like say two, three years continuously every weekend, simply disappear from the face of the planet after uh, they step into the sacred bond. So because I, I of can that imagine actually, that. I can relate to that a bit. So, <laughs> yeah. so because of that, of course, I mean, the, the youngsters in my company quickly disappeared after one or two years. So in the year 98, I felt like I really like what I'm seeing. I was exploring a lot of untouched places in Karnataka, Kerala, Tamil Nadu and Andhra. And I really wanted to take this forward on a very regular basis, like go out to a different place every weekend. But I was losing company by that time. I transformed from a solo biker into like going out with a like-minded group also had its uh, unique aspects. It's more interesting if you go out with a like-minded set of people to uh, these places. So I thought, okay, let me set up a website at least, collect some of these uh, pictures we have taken in the last say 10 trips with my company buddies, uh, put a nice write-up for every location and then put one simple registration link there where anyone interested in to do these kind of trips please get in touch with me i set up a mailing list in google google groups 
And then it was surprising to see, you would not believe it, within two months, I think, from February 2000, uh, 2008, I had like, I was going out with like 30 new people every weekend. So the response wow. was overwhelming. A lot of people there wanted to go out. And you, you have to also be aware that Chennai at that time had like lakhs and lakhs of uh, people coming out of engineering colleges, working in IT, sitting five days a week behind the computer screen and really were looking there. At that time, there was no Facebook or anything. They were Googling all through word of mouth. Say people who come with us, uh, take pictures with them to talk, talk to their own friend circle. And very soon, like 50-50 word of mouth, Google, uh, we had like hundreds of new people joining every month. Uh, I think we ended up with 2,000 members in the first wow. uh, like wow. year of Chennai Trekking Club. And when I say members, yeah, I mean the fact that you don't come with us and then you disappear like most of the travel companies. We actually used to maintain an active mailing list. So even if you did not join a given weekend or even a given quarter with us, you used to constantly get bombarded with beautiful pictures of pristine waterfalls, jungles, forests. So that used to be very inspiring for even people who did not join with us to kind of finally say, okay, let me also go for that first trek, then fall in love and then start coming with us almost every weekend. So that's how the whole thing started. That's amazing. And this was, I believe this was before social media came to the picture. This was before WhatsApp. This was before Facebook. So I find it frankly very unbelievable to be able to reach out to 2,000 people without social media and that is something which is amazing. So, That's a good uh, point. So I mean, if you look these days, it's, yes. it's both. I would say there are two reasons, social media and then also the fact of digital photography with cameras. So anyone with a smartphone now can go to a place, publish it on social media and immediately there will be that uh, awareness created. Um, many other people would go. But those days, it was a totally different story. It was plain text-based Google. And then only because we had that blog that we used to update every single weekend, typically a new joiner used to come with us. They'd be overwhelmed with the experience of going to these unseen natural places, post the pictures never seen before, the whole write-up. And that used to trigger a lot of, uh, I mean, uh, engagement online through Google and, and search engines. Yes, absolutely. So from trekking, how how did you now move on to to triathlon? Because I think for people who don't know this, Chennai Triathlon Club, the, the triathlons that they conducted were probably the first ever triathlons which were conducted. So I think when was the first triathlon conducted in Chennai by you guys? So this was interesting. So from 2008 to 2012, actually, we were completely into like hiking and outdoors and getting into jungles and mountains. So then somewhere, I think it was September 2012, uh, four years later only, I had never ran. So I was not into kind of a running, swimming, cycling type of sports, more like uh, hiking. So then we thought, okay, on one given weekend, we did not have immediate track plans. And we said, why don't we organize a run? Again, being a nature group, not like a run in the road, but we had some beautiful trail outside uh, Chennai City, Buckingham Canal. Nice, uh, pristine water body with a kind of a dirt track. And we said, okay, let us just organize. Just like any other weekend, maybe we'll get 20, 30 people interested in running. And that was like a, a change in the history of CTC. We had like 500 people registering for that, which was the first event organized by us. 
Okay. And we didn't have a clue. We didn't what we didn't know what was a marathon. We didn't know anything about beef aid stations, uh, route marking, anything of that. So within a couple of weeks, we we were learning everything, putting together everything. We we had just charged like a, a dummy hundred rupees entry fees, <laughs> which was not enough <laughs> to cover the expenses of this uh, whole en uh, enterprise. But then within short time frame, we got them 50 to 100 volunteers together being um, by that time would have grown to maybe eight to 10,000 people, members. And uh, we put out some simple tables, some bubble tubs, uh, basic uh, refreshments. And, and it turned out to be a huge success. We did like a 3K, 5K, 10K, and, and even a full marathon eventually and also happened. <laughs> so that was like unique. We learned a lot. Uh, uh, the people who came liked it a lot eh? because again it was not commercial it was like really a lot of amazing ambience that you cannot experience in any uh in commercial and cheering up doing it for just the uh the heck of it and, and many of the volunteers typically of any triathlon or marathon that we used to organize eventually got inspired by the people coming and running and going through these and then became the participants of the next run or triathlon so that was the first uh, marathon. That's where it started. So after that initial uh, seeing that there was a lot of scope in that field uh, beyond uh, taking people to the mountains. Then just two months later, we organized the first triathlon. Uh, so that was again done CTC style. In oh, the what sense. year was this? Uh, 2012 November. 2012, uh, so okay. Two, two months after this first uh, Chennai Trail Marathon, as we called it. And that was also unique in the sense that it was not like uh, getting people in the city in a swimming pool or cycling and running on the road. No, it took actually uh, the venue for this first triathlon to be in uh, the place where we normally go trekking, which is a place called Nagalapuram, some mountain range uh, just over the border with Andhra. So there we made people come. We had a big lorry move all the cycles from Chennai to that place the previous night, stay there in some shack with some farmer. And then we made people swim, first of all, in a big water dam, like a one kilometer long water body, open water swimming. Then people had to run through some forest trails. And then the third thing is that we made them actually, this was not suitable for road biking, actually. We made them mountain bike mountain through biking. paddy fields and, uh, and trails in uh, behind the villages. So that was actually an Olympic-sized ride on uh, so after that initial event and seeing again the response and the fact that, whoa, this is running, swimming, cycling, like a very interdisciplinary, interesting experience both for participants and the uh, volunteering, the organizing team. We then brought this closer to the city uh, in, in the next year and started doing this almost twice a year, um, all the way from enticers uh, to really give people new, uh, because a lot of people in India, they don't know how to swim. Uh, yes. They jump in well yes. in the best case if they are from the village in the city, they and don't know how to swim. It's very surprising because India has such a vast uh, coastline. We've got one of the biggest coastlines exactly. and we don't know how to swim. It's very, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's ironic. So how did Correct. you, what was the challenge? Because I know this because I have been following Chennai Trekking Club since 2015. And I have seen okay. a few pictures of the club where... Uh, some of you guys are actually teaching teaching the people how to swim and those lessons are happening in the open water in the quarry in in a lot of fresh water reservoirs so can you tell yeah. us more about it like what was the challenge that you faced yeah, so after that initial triathlon in the we call it jungle olympic triathlon i remember <laughs> at the base of the mountains we thought okay yeah 
logistics is a bit how many people were able to participate that was actually nice some 30 people there but the logistics people. were complicated i mean getting 30 cycles transported on a back of a lorry all the way to to a place the lorry even got stuck somewhere because stuck it was on. raining heavily took us a, a jcb eventually to get out the lorry and inside and start even So we then thought okay, it makes more sense to uh, organize it closer to the city in order to scale up the numbers. So initially again we started say looking inside the city uh, like swimming pools we have a couple of these olympic size swimming swimming pools 50 meter length like I think 14 or 50 meter wide. So we used to kind of have two lanes or all the lanes uh, but again capacity was limited there we you, know, you cannot put more than say 8 to 10 people in a single lane or it comes to crowds. Uh, plus the fact if you swim inside the city then automatically your uh, cycling and running is also limited to the city limits being an outdoor ar- organization you really wanted to have a mo- more beautiful setting natural setting right. so then very soon around i think 2014 or 15 we, we used to do runnings this time by ten runs to create more awareness on running by that time and the outskirts of the city beautiful trails and there actually uh, by pure coincidence i discovered like a huge quarry a huge water body that was a, like a quarry a bluestone quarry that they used to uh, mine stones to put tarots in the city so once these quarries are abandoned they basically uh, leave them and they fill up over a couple of years with beautiful natural rainwater and this particular quarry was amazing 150 meter long 60 meter uh, wide and maybe like god knows 50 meter deep uh, yeah very deep and <laughs> very clean water i've never had such a such a swim experience and yeah. a, amazing then, place then you have to imagine right you deal with say, uh, uh, a city or or a country of non swimmers and you want to take them to an open water body 50 <laughs> meter deep and 150 meter long So then actually we started organizing in more than the events I think we made a big impact by organizing weekly training sessions uh, both for swimming and, and other uh, things like running and cycling so for swimming we had like two uh, water open water practice sessions every uh, this was during the weekdays again because weekends mm. were sacred for mm. us weekends were for the mountains nobody could touch the weekends So the training for open water swimming used to happen like 6 to 8 a.m. before people used to go to office one hour south of the city in this quarry. Mm-hmm. And there it was amazing. We did this for four years continuously. Uh, never had any incidents with safety or uh, any issues in those deep waters because we had proper rope, safety ropes. We had like a lot of experts there pulling out people who were new, a bit scared of the open waters. So twice a week we almost had 50 people practicing very regularly. uh so like, giving people a, a really practice roadmap and then given the fact that twice a year we were organizing that triathlon people always had this they, they signed up uh 3 4 5 months from now and they had really they had a commitment to practice yeah regularly. once you sign up and you know you have to swim you you have to train so that's how it works you put the put the cart in front of the horse you don't put the horse in front of the cart So that combination was powerful having twice a year triathlons and and even thrice a year uh, mountain trail runs and then these regular uh, weekends or weekly sports events made uh, gave people the opportunity to practice and grow and then also the fact right that uh, it was not about just half uh, iron it was about enticer we had these little kids 7 years 78 uh, years old with their uh, their uh, toy cycle given my mom and dad participating in enticers which was very inspiring 
Then uh, people of your and my age in their 20s and 30s, they, they started getting feeling bad. An eight-year-old kid <laughs> will finish an anti-triathlon and I can't even swim. So there was a lot of guilt going on seeing these pictures on the social media by then. Facebook was there at that time. Uh, like, whoa, little kids, older people of 60, 70 years old finishing triathlons. And given the fact that we had the enticer, we had the sprint, we had the Olympic, we had the halls, we had the three-quarter even, because there is a big jump to go to a full. Uh, nice. So that uh, I think 2014 onwards, we were actually organizing also as the only and the first in India, the full Iron. Uh, the full Ironman, yes. yes. Where only five people are initially completed in the first edition, but then tens and tens used to uh, participate in uh, further editions as these people were getting used to open water swimming and long distance running over the years. And that was amazing. I mean, we were like just charting again. We are not interested for the uh, commercial aspect. We are just doing it for the passion of seeing people like Zell in sports, uh, just charging some 500 rupees compared to... So uh, le let, me get, let me get this straight. For the full iron uh, triathlon that you... Uh that you organized and you provided them with nutrition you provided them with the finisher medal you provided them with all the basic facilities right and how much yeah. did you charge them i think it changed over the years but uh, i think it was some six to eight hundred rupees initially That's for it. the full iron fully supported yeah and uh, that was in a beautiful natural setting again right people were running in, in like beautiful country trails they were swimming in these be beautiful natural open water bodies and even cycling was fought outside the city so it was like pretty pleasant to cycle on proper uh, highways with road bikes in a, in a very natural paddy field kind of setting outside the city wow that is that is amazing anyone viewing this video if you like uh, this interview please uh, share it with your friends and relatives and ask them to subscribe to this channel